This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome to a special episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and self-proclaimed enigmatic woman. I just released my new single, Mona Lisa, which you can stream now on all platforms, so I thought it'd be a great time to share some art facts with you. I am a huge fan of history, as we know. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Today, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. Let's get started. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 There are a lot of famous paintings out there. You've got your Picassos, your Vincent van Goghs, what have you. But the best known painting in the world? That's Italian Renaissance genius Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. You've seen her, a brunette woman with her hands folded and a half-smile on her face. Painted sometime in the early 16th century, this little lady hangs in the Louvre in Paris and nets more than 6 million visitors annually. She's pretty much universally ranked as the most famous painting in history, beating out contenders like Vincent van Gogh's Starry Night, Edvard Munch's The Scream, and The Last Supper, another da Vinci joint. It's hard to pinpoint exactly why the Mona Lisa is the art world's biggest celebrity. Her stature has grown exponentially since her installation at the Louvre in the 19th century, and she's inspired countless copycats, think pieces, and even one very famous mystery book. More on that later. The thing about the Mona Lisa, though, is that we don't really know that much about her. The identity of the portrait sitter was unknown for centuries, and though today's historians think they know who she is, it's still not 100% confirmed. That, and Mona Lisa's quirky little half-smile, is why she's often called the enigmatic woman. In many ways, Mona Lisa's fame isn't really about her, so much as it's about what we've made of her in her 600-plus year existence. But let's reverse. Da Vinci reportedly began painting the Mona Lisa in 1503, just a few years after he painted what is considered his other masterpiece, The Last Supper. At the time, da Vinci was living in Florence, and nearing the end of his life, Historians believe it was finished any time between 1506 and 1517, though it is possible that da Vinci was working on it up until his death in 1519. Shortly after da Vinci's death, the painting ended up in the possession of the French royal family, first at the Palace of Fontainebleau, just south of Paris, and then at the Palace of Versailles, where it remained until the French Revolution at the end of the 18th century. From there, it bounced around a bit amongst French nobility before it ended up in the bedroom of one Napoleon Bonaparte, noted military leader and eventual tyrannical ruler of France from 1799 to 1804. Yes, the Mona Lisa was once in Napoleon's bedroom, much like that band poster you've got above your bed. Around the turn of the 19th century, the Mona Lisa made it to the Louvre, Paris's largest and most famous art museum. For its first 100 years or so in its new home, the Mona Lisa was not a big hit. 
Art historians celebrated it for its mysterious nature and artistic skill, but visitors weren't flocking to see the tiny, nearly colorless portrait. That began to change in 1911, when the painting was stolen from the Louvre by an Italian museum employee who kept it in his apartment for two years before selling it to the Uffizi Gallery in Florence. It was returned to the Louvre in 1914. That theft got the Mona Lisa a lot of international attention, and as the 20th century wore on, it began to amass some cultural appeal. Artists and museum, visitors alike were drawn to Mona Lisa's odd smile, a trick in the shadowing that makes her look not quite happy, but not quite sad either, and her hidden identity. People started making their own Mona Lisas. There was Dadaist artist Marcel Duchamp's 1919 parody, L-H-O-O-Q, Surrealist artist Salvador Dali's self-portrait as Mona Lisa in 1954, and pop artist Andy Warhol's Colored Mona Lisa in 1963, just to name a few. By the 21st century, the Mona Lisa was already one of the best-known paintings in the world, but she got an even bigger pop culture boost in 2003 when writer Dan Brown released his thriller novel, The Da Vinci Code the book which follows Harvard professor Robert Langdon's deep dive into a salacious murder at the Louvre gives the Mona Lisa a starring role in the mystery. It sold more than 80 million copies and was the basis for a hit 2006 Tom Hanks film. The Mona Lisa had an even bigger moment in 2005 when historians almost definitively uncovered one of her major mysteries, who she is. They found a 500-year-old note from one of da Vinci's buddies stating that the artist was working on a portrait of Lisa Gherardini del Giocondo, a wealthy merchant's wife. Though it is still not certain that she is the Mona Lisa, historians had already suspected her husband had commissioned the painting at around the same time da Vinci started painting our star. Plus, Mona Lisa means My Lady Lisa. For example, Lisa Gherardini. And her less common name is La Gioconda, i.e. Giocondo. So it seems likely, but if you prefer the portrait sitter remain unknown, not everyone is on board with theory. Here are some fun facts about the Mona Lisa. She's a tiny lady. The Mona Lisa is only 30 inches by 21 inches and weighs only 18 pounds. By comparison, the Last Supper is 180 inches by 350 inches. She famously doesn't have eyebrows, but she may have had them once. Historians think it's possible her eyebrows and eyelashes just faded away after years of overcleaning the portrait. Though she is just a painting, men used to fall in love with her. When she was first installed at the Louvre, she used to get flowers, love letters, and other gifts from suitors who visited the museum. She still receives fan mail and has her own mailbox. She's been attacked several times and is now housed in her own room at the Louvre, behind bulletproof glass. After she went missing in 1911, France went into a serious period of mourning, the New York Times later likened to the death of Princess Diana in 1997. When she returned to the Louvre in 1914, women celebrated by dressing like her and using yellow face makeup to mimic her look. She paid the United States a short visit in 1963 at the request of then First Lady Jackie Kennedy. She was on display for about three weeks at the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C., and then she spent some time at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Some historians think she's actually da Vinci's self-portrait. And that's it for the Mona Lisa. Now, let's talk about another Mona Lisa. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My fun fact for today is actually that I am releasing a song called Mona Lisa, believe it or not. Um... Yes, Mona Lisa is one of the most parodied and famous paintings in the world, and I am continuing the trend of referencing her in my song, Mona Lisa. I actually made Mona Lisa my song, not the painting, um, based off the feeling that when you're a creative, I think so often we can get consumed by making art and making art about people in our lives. And sometimes you find yourself just wishing that you could just be the subject of the art instead of the creator of it. I think um, as a songwriter, I have this like uh, tiny question in the back of my head that, you know, why do I always have to write songs about other people? Can somebody else write a song about me? And my song, Mona Lisa, was solely born out of that idea of just like really wishing you could be, you know, your name um, in like a fan fiction or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I find it really hilarious that, you know, Fan fiction writers can um, relate to the song probably because if you're spending all your time writing fan fiction, you just want to be the person inside of the actual writing that you're creating instead of the person putting the words down on the paper. So um, yeah, Mona Lisa is about wanting to be the subject, wanting to be the, the muse, wanting to be the person that people look at and feel inspired to make art about. So shout out to Da Vinci's Mona Lisa. We wouldn't have done it without you. Um, thank you for being the world's muse. And, you know, I think we could all, all use a little bit of, uh, a spotlight every once in a while <laughs> the same way that she gets it. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to the special edition episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. You can stream my new single, Mona Lisa, wherever you listen to music. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365